Today on God's Word Gives Hope, we're digging in the dirt again. So let's get started. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. And before we get our hands dirty again this week, we want to remind you that we are in the middle of a giveaway. One of our supporters has given us a gift card for the Love Store by Live2540 to use as a giveaway. This store is located in Cartersville, Georgia and online at their website, www.thebestshirtonearth.com. They restore health and renew hope for Liberia's most vulnerable children through medical care, food, discipleship, and education. We would love, no pun intended, for you to win this. Actually, it was intended, but anyway. We would love for you to win this Love Store gift card. Here is how you do it. We are going to do a little something different this time. We want you to share this podcast with one person via text or direct message it on social media, and then either direct message us and or leave a comment on our God's Word Gives Hope Facebook or Instagram page telling us that you have shared it with someone. We trust you. I absolutely love that in your helping us get encouragement to others through God's Word Gives Hope, we are also creating awareness of a worthy mission for the people of Liberia. So thank you. Yes, and you know we're anxious to finish this short series that we've been on about growing a heart for God by taking a look at the soil of our hearts. Last week, we talked about two types of soil that we do not want to have. So please go back, check out episode 31 if you missed it, on the two that you want to avoid. Today, we're taking a look at two other types, one that you want to avoid, and then one you want to make sure that you have. But before we dive in, Janae, fill us in on all things coaching. All right. Well, last week I had my first ever webinar, and it went better than expected because, you know, when you do something for the first time, you really don't know Mm -hmm. what to expect. But the content on loneliness struck a chord, and the feedback has been great. I will definitely be offering more webinars in the future. Well, fall is well underway, and if you would like to keep informed about coaching opportunities, subscribe to my Thrive newsletter, or if you would like to have a consultation to see how coaching can help you, you can do all of this on my website at janeeshatleycamp.com. And listeners, just so you know, Amy and I are praying about offering a study for you through a webinar format. So tell us what you think. Message us on social media or email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and we are praying and listening to what God has to say about that. Well, Amy, how will we know that what that we are hearing from God and not just something fun <laughs> we want to do? Well, you'll have to stay tuned to the end of this episode to find out what our next series is about, and that will give us a clue. Well, let's jump in. We are finishing our answer today to the question, what type of soil grows a heart for God? We are focusing on Matthew's account of the parable of the sower, which is also found in the book of Mark and Luke. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 through 9. Listen 
a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted up quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So Jesus is talking about the soil on the path that was hard, and the seeds really just didn't have a chance. And the rocky soil allowed for some quick growth, but because it was so shallow, there was no place for roots to be established. And while the rocky soil allowed for some growth, it had different issues than the thorny soil we want to talk about today. The thorny soil also allows for the plants to grow up and even have a better root system potentially, but the issue wasn't underneath. The the issue was really more about what was going on above the soil. So Amy, you wrote this week's blog again. Why don't you get us started on talking about a heart that deals with prickly, sharp thorns? What does that mean for our lives? Yes, so this week I started the blog talking about all the hats that I wear because I'm not a gardener, so I cannot connect in any kind of gardening way, but I do wear a lot of hats. And so listener, if you are someone that wears multiple hats, I think you'll get what I'm talking about. There are days where I am simultaneously wearing a mother hat, a minister hat, a wife hat, a chauffeur, cook, chef, you get the picture. And although I am thankful that I get to play all of these parts, it can also give me a lot to care about. And when I start to let those cares get out of bounds, they can become thorns and start to take over my mind and my heart and start demanding my attention. Well, I am a gardener or I try to be a gardener. You're a gardener. <laughs> just, just own it. Okay. I'm a gardener. And I hate thorny weeds because you go and you pull them up and they poke through your, you know, your garden gloves, but they need to be removed so the plant can grow. There is a particular plant that has thorns on them that is a lot in our yard, and um, it's a vine. And the whole part of a vine is it will grow and it tries to grab a hold of the other plants, and it does literally choke the life out of those plants. Well, listener, I don't know if you will relate to this, but when I think of this type of soil in our lives, I think of my thought life. And how when I focus on worries over finances or the stress of going into a second year of a new business or struggles that my children may be having, those thoughts can take over and dominate in such a way that they will deflate and put a chokehold literally on my faith. (laughs) Yeah, that is why Jesus is warning us in this parable to not have a heart full of thorns. He explains the last two types of the soil in this way, picking up in verse 22. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but cares of the world and lure of wealth choke the word and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another 60, and in another 30. 
This is why we need to be people that practice horticulture and cultivating a heart full of good ground. You know, Janae, Jesus talks to us about this in the parable about what happens when we allow our hearts to harden in bad soil. So our verses we started with at the beginning and then I just jumped to his explanation, right in between Jesus quotes Isaiah and he says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Can you imagine what it would have been like for, for them to be sitting there and listening to Jesus, quoting, sharing this parable and then quoting Isaiah like that? Mm. So when it's talking about their eyes are closed and their ear cannot hear, it is because the things in their life is preventing them from growing and hearing. So listener, do you have any cares, whether it be worries or finances or family that just are threatening to choke out that tender growth that God is doing in your life through the word? Well, that's a good question. We really do need to sit and think and be aware Well, I think that summarizes what happens if our soil is not fertile. It also brings to mind a word that can begin our discussion on good soil. And the word is open. Jesus is saying that those people were not open to the truth. And the truth of God's word can be hard to take in. But if we do and we're open to it, we can grow a heart for God. And it sounds like we just need to be open, have that teachable heart. Yes, an open and teachable heart is what we need to be able to search and listen and understand. So it starts with that receiving, right? The seed is planted, but then we actually get to enter into this process and cultivate. Mm, I like that. Well, let's talk about that for a minute, about how we can achieve the understanding part. I feel like the openness and the teachable is like an attitude of the heart where the understanding part is more about obedience. If we are going to be obedient with our understanding, what would that look like? Well, you know, the book of James talks a lot about asking for wisdom. And so we want to be wise in this. God wants us to seek out who he is and what his words mean in our life. So how do we seek understanding? Well, I think it starts with being very intentional with how you spend your time. I believe you have to study the word and pray. You need to join Bible study groups. You need to read beneficial blogs or listen to great podcasts, you know, like like, maybe what you're doing right now. Absolutely. (laughs) But being in the word of God with others and being in the word of God in your personal time is significant. Well, I love how the attitude of being teachable will actually feed the intentionality of us seeking out wisdom. In Proverbs Chapter two, verses three through five, it tells us, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Okay, so that's the passionate intentionality part, right? Then in verse five, it says, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So if we want the seeds of God's truth to land on our hearts in such a way that it will take root and be prosperous tenfold, 
We have to be intentional with that understanding. And James 2.17 also tells us that faith without works is useless. So there is that obedience part on our end of things to be intentional in seeking that understanding. And what happens when we are and we grow in our understanding? We produce fruit. And let's just talk for a minute about this intimacy that we can have with Christ when we are in his word and we are seeking that understanding and we grow in that understanding. Jesus shares an analogy in John 15, 5, where he talks about what happens to our heart. He says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. And I love the flip here on the, from the thorny vine that's going to strangle to the vine being a part of God's vine, Christ's vine, that is life-giving. And what is the end result? It is a fruitful life. Right, because at the end of this conversation, really what is the goal of a seed planted in good soil, right? It's to produce a harvest of fruit. It's to feed others. The seed and the fruit, it doesn't stay with us. It's so that many will be fed. And this is what happens when we start cultivating good soil. We are able to glorify God by sharing his truth with others. Well, as we bring this two-part series to a close, Amy, what would you want the listeners to take away? I love that question. And so, sweet listener, just lean in, just I know and you know that living in this world, it can feel like the deck is stacked against us and it's hard to have good soil. But because we have the Holy Spirit and intimacy with Christ through his sacrifice, we can cultivate a soft heart of soil that doesn't just help us in our daily lives, but it can minister to many from the fruit that it grows. I love that. I love that. But Amy, we need to answer the question from the beginning that we talked about, the one about hearing God. You know, if we pray about whether we need to do an online Bible study like we have talked about, in particular, we have talked about to do something on and around how to study the Bible without signing up for seminary. (laughs) How do we know that God is leading us to do this and it's just not some sort of fun idea that we had? Well, we are going to use some of the tools that we'll be talking about from our upcoming series called Hearing God. We're answering questions like, does God speak to us? And how does he speak to us? And many more. Hearing God is gonna be a four-week series beginning on September 11th. Now, listener, if you're listening in real time, you're going, "Uh, next week is Labor Day, not September 11th. So we will be sharing one of our Loved It episodes next week. All right, well, before I share our closing prayer over you, I just want to do a quick reminder to message us and let us know when you have shared an episode with a friend so that you can be entered into our drawing for the Love Store gift card. Now, let me end today by praying over Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 12 and 13. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The connecting doesn't have to stop here. We would love to have you join us at the God's Word Gives Hope blog to go deeper with the verse we discussed today. If you would like to learn more about life and leadership coaching with Janae, 
visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. Finally, we would love a chance to talk with you more. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. All of these links are posted in the About Us on our podcast.